Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Come on, let's magnify the Lord tonight. Let us exalt His name together. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. For there's one Lord, there's one faith and one baptism. Has a name above every name. At His name every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of the Father, can you say amen? Praise the name of the Lord. Remain standing, if you would, all over the building tonight. You would grab your Bibles and turn with me to the book of Joshua. The book of Joshua. Amen. Somebody say, praise the Lord. The book of Joshua, chapter 6, reading with verse 20. Joshua, chapter 6, and reading with verse 20. I want to say welcome to the Anchor Church on a Wednesday night. How many have come to worship the Lord this evening? With all of your heart, with all of your soul, and all of your mind. Amen. Joshua 6, verse 20 says, So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets. Everybody say, they shouted. And it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. They took the city. Amen. I'm going to preach to you tonight on a very simple subject. It's simply this. Sometimes I just have to shout. Sometimes I just have to to shout. Would you clap your hands and praise Him? Hallelujah. Amen. We welcome all of our youth tonight. Would you welcome our youth being in Wednesday night service with us? So glad that you are here. Look at your neighbor and tell them sometimes I just have to shout. You may be seated. It might have been strange to some Maybe for some it had been many years. Maybe some of them have never even heard of a song like they were now singing. The the setting was when they had just crossed the Red Sea. They had looked over the sea that God had split. They had walked across on dry ground. On their feet is the dust at the bottom of the Red Sea. The Bible tells us that now when they look over, the sea has now come back and has destroyed Pharaoh and his army and they can see the Egyptians now dead on the seashore. Something happened. In Exodus chapter 15, it says at this moment, then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. They started singing a song like they had never sang before. They started singing, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse 
and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God and I will prepare him in habitation. My father's God and I will exalt him. When they crossed the Red Sea, they didn't just stand there. They just started singing a new song of deliverance. Can I word it this way tonight? There's just sometimes I need to sing the songs of deliverance. I need to sing the songs of salvation. I need to sing what God has done for me. That's why we sing songs like when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. I wish somebody would jump to your feet on a Wednesday night and shout, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. Come on, hallelujah, thank God for saving me. You may be seated. If there were some bystanders on the other side of the Jordan, when they would have looked and seen Moses and the children of Israel start singing the song that he had written, I imagine some people would have mocked them. Some people would have said, what is going on with these people? Why are they singing these songs to their God? If you only understood You look at what happened when Moses started singing the leader. When Moses started worshiping. When the parents started worshiping. When grandma started worshiping. The Bible says the prophetess herself. The prophetess by the name of Miriam. She grabbed the timbrel and she started singing. The Bible says that she started singing and they started singing this song. And it says sing ye to the Lord. For he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. When Moses wrote the song about what God had just done for the people of Israel, Miriam started singing the song that he had coined and then all the ladies grabbed some tambourines and they started dancing and singing. The Lord has triumphed gloriously. All the horsemen and his riders have been cast. Somebody say amen. You know what I've learned? Salvation is contagious. Deliverance is contagious. People might not have understood when they saw the children of Israel worshiping. They didn't understand why they were dancing the way they were dancing, singing gloriously the way they were singing. But the reason they didn't understand them because they couldn't see the scars on their back. They couldn't see the times that those women had babies pulled out of their womb when the Egyptians came through the camp like coyotes listening for the sounds of new birth. And they would grab the babies by the feet, throw them into the river, and feed them to the alligators and women who lost their babies to the Egyptians, mourned the loss of their kids. But now, there's not a Pharaoh in sight. Now, there's not a soldier in sight. Now, there's not a taskmaster in sight now there's not an addiction in sight you don't hallelujah somebody say amen 
You don't understand my song because you can't see my scars. You don't understand my dance because you can't see where I came from. But when I look where I came from, he's worthy of my praise. He's worthy of my song. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Because if it hadn't been for the Lord on my side, I wouldn't be here tonight. I'm here because he set me free. Oh, clap your hand. He set me free. He set me free. You look back and see Mary Williams singing. She wouldn't miss a service. She'd show up in the snow if she had to. Oh, you'd see her. She looked like moral, the moral compass for every lady of God. But if you knew her story, that she used to be a bartender at the bar, that she, when she came to the house of God, she didn't always look the way she used to look. She didn't always act the way she acted when she died. At one time, she had an Egyptian taskmaster in her life. She had a bondage that was pulling her away from the things of God. But don't ever forget, just because you're in Egypt doesn't mean there's not a promised land waiting on you. Just because... I'm preaching to somebody that you came from a backslidden condition. You know what it was like to be bound by alcohol. You know what it was like to be bound by fear and depression. But you're not tonight because he set you free. He set you free. He set you free. I'm not asking forgiveness, but forgive us. Because sometimes when we sing in church, we get emotional. Because we're not just singing the songs out of routine. We know what the Lord has done. One of the greatest emotions you will ever feel is the emotion that you feel when you know you're saved. You know that if you died tonight, you'd make it. There's an old song that says, Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. There's an old song about it. We have an assurance that if I die before I wake, I know my eyes are gonna open up to eternity. That is so amazing. You can't put a price on that type of emotion knowing that this life, this life is just for a vapor. It's here today. It's gone tomorrow. If Jesus doesn't come back in the next few years, there are going to be people that will die of sickness and of old age. But whether we die or whether we hear the trumpet sound first, the destination remains the same. It's streets of God. Better is one day in his courts. Can I put it this way? Better is one day in heaven than a thousand best places on the earth. No more pain, no more sorrow, and no more suffering. Somebody say amen. I've learned in life that if you see it, the Bible says if it's seen, it's temporal. If it's unseen, it's eternal. What that means is this. Your good times are temporal and your bad times are temporal. Your seasons are temporal. Everything is temporal. Your spouse is temporal. Your children are temporal. Your parents is temporal. Your economy is temporal. Your job is temporal. This building is temporal. 
Your car is temporal. Those shoes you like are temporal. Everybody say it's temporal. If you're going through a bad time, it's temporal. Somebody shout it's temporal. But what makes this so sweet is where we're going is eternal. It's going to be joy unspeakable. It's going to be unending eternal life. So you know what will get you through the bad times is knowing I've got a better place waiting on me on the other side. I've got heaven that's going to be my home. Somebody shout yes. So we rejoice on a Wednesday. We get excited at the anchor. I was at a church one time and we went to a local singing in West Virginia at a local church and somebody in the building said, amen. When they did, everybody in that church turned around and looked at that guy as if he was out of place. And he was. <laughs> Could I tell you, it's all right when you come to the house of God that when you start thinking of the goodness of Jesus, you can express yourself the way you feel to express yourself. Hallelujah. If we're not careful, we can get used to being free. We can get used to being saved. We can get used to being delivered. We can get used to it. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get used to it. We can get used to the good old songs. We can get used to a good move of God. We can get used to it where we say things like, I remember when I used to sing with tears running down my face. I remember when I could, so excited to get to church, I couldn't wait just to get my praise on. That's, that's Pentecostal terminology. We get our praise on. It's a garment of praise. We, we trade our uh, 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 heaviness for a, a garment of praise. and We come to church, if we're not careful, we could sing the songs and not think about what we're singing. Am I preaching to anybody? And you can look back when you first come out of the Chile Jordan River, when you first come across the Red Sea, the Red Sea symbolic to the blood and the entire everything. You came out, you went in sick, came up healed. You went in bound, came up delivered. You went in sad, came up happy. You went in, you went in uh, uh, dirty, came out clean. You were so excited, you were shaking, you were excited, you called your friends, you told your mom, you called people you didn't even know and said, I feel so good, I've never been so happy. You couldn't wait to get to the house of God and just sing. How I many in this building, sometimes you just gotta sing of the goodness of the Lord. He that is merry, he that is merry, let him sing. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Isn't it feel good to sing? I'll fly away. That'll make you want to whistle. Fly away when I die. Oh, I'll fly away. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Is there anybody that says sometimes just, just got to start singing about where I'm going to? I know 
know you're thinking about summer vacation, but I've got something better than a summer vacation. I've got a mansion on the other side. Somebody shout glory. You know what I think you ought to just do for a minute? I think you ought to just praise in the way you want to. Just praise in the way you feel to. growing up in church they'd sing a song like this I'm going to take a trip wow you know this is a miracle I'm going far beyond the sky I'm going to shout and sing until the heavens ring bidding this world goodbye if we're not careful we will lose sight of where he brought us from and lose sight of where we're going. You gotta make up in your mind. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and sing my way to my miracle. I'm gonna sing my way. I wish I had a tambourine right now. I'd shake the tambourine and dance a little while. You know why? Because what used to have me bound is no longer in my life. What used to hold me back and beat me down is no longer in my life. Somebody shout, I'm free. You could have tore the shirts off of some of those men. You would have seen the scars of their slavery on their back. You'd have seen the calloused feet, the legs where they had stopped in the mortar, made the straws and the bricks to build the Egyptian kingdom for very little, nearly starving, not getting out of life what they needed, and here they are, the people of God. But God had something better, so he sent him a preacher by the name of Moses that looked the old Pharaoh in the eye and said, let him go. You've had them long enough. Get them out of here. They don't belong to you. They have a father on the other side. They belong to another king. I'm preaching to somebody that's watching right now. You don't belong to the devil. You belong to the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's got something better for you. He's got something better. Somebody shout amen. How many believe the king of kings has something better for us than this whole world? Amen, amen, amen. Somebody shout praise the Lord. So here you are. I'm preaching to some people that need delivered. I'm preaching to most of the people that have been delivered. What I would say to you, don't ever stop singing the song about your deliverance. Don't ever stop singing about the goodness of the Lord. David and his repentance made this statement when he told was repenting to God. When he said, oh Lord, create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. This is something that he said in his repentance because he made a bad mistake, but he repented. And he said, Lord, he said, he said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. 
He said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Don't ever lose your joy of being saved. Don't, I'm preaching on a Wednesday night. Don't ever lose your song. Don't ever lose your song of deliverance. Come on, if he's ever forgiven you, if he's ever broken any chain, oh, I think you ought to jump to your feet and just praise him and say, he's been good to me. He's been good to me. Somebody shout yes. Sometimes you just got to sing. You wake up in the morning and you start singing to the Lord. I wish somebody would say. That sounds all right for a Wednesday night. Oh, why are you so happy? Because I feel a tequila praise. I didn't say tequila praise. I said a tequila praise. You know what a tequila praise is? That's a tailored song from my miracle. Nobody else wrote it. I just came up with it all by myself. I had crooked feet, but he straightened them out on a Wednesday night. I think I'll go ahead and praise him because he's been good to me. Can I tell you, if you feel like leaping for joy, go ahead and leap for joy. If you feel like dancing, go ahead and dance. That's what he did. He danced. He shouted. He worshiped. He sang because he knew the goodness of God. Somebody shout amen. Amen. You know what's amazing about praise and singing? He always shows up because he inhabits the praises of his people. Let me word it this way. He inhabits the thankfulness of his people. You want to see a miracle? You don't have to fast 77 days to see a miracle. You just get thankful and you're going to see a miracle. Did you hear me? You'll just be thankful for what he's already done. You'll start seeing what he's about to do get done. But you've got to be thankful where he brought you from before you can go where he's going to take you to. You've got to start being thankful. Well, I've been in this for 42 years, amen, and you should still be singing about songs of deliverance. If he hadn't brought me out, I wouldn't be where I am. My daddy used to call service leaders prime ministers. Y'all know, you can be seen. You know what a service leader is? That was the guy in between the songs. I remember even growing up in some churches that somebody else would be singing, but you had the guy just in the pulpit just sort of orchestrating the congregation because he couldn't sing, but he's a service leader. Then in between the songs, he'd bump a little bit and have a special somebody else come up and sing, bump a little bit. My dad said what he was doing, he's was, he was prime minister because he had to prime the pump, get something going. <laughs> they don't know what a prime pump is because they just have city water all the time. But at my grandma's house, she had this pump that worked something like this. And nothing came out until you poured water in it. And once you got to pump prime, then water would start flowing. And what that means is people came and they weren't primed. You ought to come to the house primed. I've been thinking all week about Wednesday night. Come on. You enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Because it doesn't matter the hell I'm dealing with, the trouble I'm dealing with. He's been good to me and it's only for a season. I'm coming out of the mess going on to the promise. All right, I'm almost, listen to me. That's part one. 
Because sometimes they just got to sing. Young people, keep doing what you're doing. I almost said old people, elderly people, middle-aged people. Keep doing what you're doing. Get out of your seat and worship. Get out and magnify. Young people, don't let the elders out-worship you. Elders, don't let the young people out-worship you. I say we start a contest right now. Amen. I looked out one service, Noe Berrientos and Gene Teja were the only ones dancing in church. They were the freshest to be delivered. And they were singing songs about deliverance. Brother Gene's talking about no longer a, a, an addiction of 30 years. For the first time in his life, been set free. Noe Berrientos, set free. They were so thankful to be here. They couldn't wait to sing because they're looking over their shoulder. Everything is destroyed. Everything that ever had them bound. Come on, that's what it should be. That's what it should not predict. Don't predicate your worship on how good today is. Predicate your worship on what God is going to do in your life. Look what he's done. He's going to do it again. I want this side of the church, I want you to shout, he brought me out. I want you to shout to take me in. Are you ready? One, two, three. So this is the second half of this message. I didn't come this far to be defeated. He didn't bring me out just to let me die at the wall of Jericho. Somebody shout glory. Just because he saved you doesn't mean you're not gonna have any battles to fight, any walls to stand in your way. Between you and your ministry, between you and your family breakthrough, between you and the city being delivered, it's gonna be a wall that's built thick, it's built tall, it's built wide to keep you out of what God has already destined to give you. And sometimes when you turn, come here, Brother Ethan, when you look back down the road and you see where you lay down that old heavy load and you thank him for the victories you've won. The old song says, sometimes I get a thrill when I look back down the hill and I see just where the Lord has brought me from. Oh, we can rejoice and say, Pharaoh's gone. The Egyptian taskmasters are gone. The addiction is gone. The fear is gone. But then we're about to walk in. And on the way in, we're gonna face some similar obstacles. We got a Red Sea we have to go through. But if he, uh, Jordan River, excuse me. But if he brought me through the Red Sea, he's also gonna take me through the Jordan River. Somebody shout, if he did it before, He's going to do it again. I said, if he did it before, he's going to do it again. I'm preaching to you. It's not one miracle, one and done. Huh? He can do it over and over and over and over. I feel a family breakthrough tonight. I feel a family breakthrough in this church tonight. I feel like some prayers are about to be answered. You come through the Jordan River and you look up and there's a whole bunch of people looking at you. Up on the wall of Jericho. 
And Joshua said, here's what we're going to do. You can be seated. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to walk around Jericho. We're going to walk around six days in a row. And on the seventh day, we're going to walk seven times. We're going to walk around 13 times. And everybody is quiet. They're chomping at the bits, but they're quiet. The kid's about to go crazy, but they're quiet. Because keeping kids quiet is not an easy task. Can I get a witness from somebody? All it did was build up an explosive shout. Don't do anything yet. Wait. Don't do it. Listen. When you've been out of church so long that you can't worship, it was like people started filtering back from COVID. They couldn't, there was people got on their hands and knees and kissed the carpet. They're so glad to be here. Couldn't wait to get to the house of God. Made them appreciate it a whole lot more. Here they're walking around Jericho. You know why I believe they were walking around Jericho? Because for 40 years they walked in circles between the, between the deliverance of Egypt and the promised land that wasn't that far away. They had walked in circles and not receiving what belonged to them. Listen, because sometimes we can get out of Egypt, but we can't get Egypt out of us. God delivers you, but you still got that, you still got that, you still got that drama mindset. You still got that negative mindset. You still got that chaos from your childhood mindset. God's delivered you, but you're just not thinking clear. And there was a mindset that had to die before they could get where God wanted them. By, there were people waiting to get to the promised land. There were people like Caleb that did not age one day in 40 years. Like some of the people I pastor. Amen. Praise God. Y'all should have said amen, jumped to your seat and said, that's me, pastor. That's me. Now, I gave you your opportunity, but you missed it tonight. Not one day. He had sat back for 40 years waiting on his promise. And when they get through the Red Sea and they cross, excuse me, the Jordan River, when they get through the Jordan River, they look up and here's a wall that's insurmountable. Here's a wall that's incrossable. You can't get over it. You can't get through it. It's too big. There was something inside of that leader that said, we didn't come this far to be defeated. We didn't come this far to not go beyond where God wants us to be. We haven't prayed all the prayers we prayed to accept defeat. I just feel like there's some people that's been praying some things for decades and you can't, there's some people who've been praying some things for years. You can't look at the Jericho wall and say, well, it's too thick. I didn't realize it was going to be this bad. Don't do that. Don't be like the 11 of the, the, the 10 of the 12 spies that return and said, we can't have it. It's too much for us. How many know Moses' 12 spies, 10 of them returned with a negative report? Look at your neighbor and say, shut up or speak up about what God can do. My lands, I forgot the teenagers were in here, but look at your neighbor and tell them, either speak up about what God's gonna do or shut up about what the devil's doing. Can you say amen? How many believe God's about to bring a miracle? I feel like something good is about to happen. I feel like something good is on its way. He's opened up the windows of heaven. 
Oh, brother, this could be that very day. What would happen if somebody said, I haven't come this far to be defeated? No, I feel something brewing inside of me. I can't stand here and let defeat take over where I'm at. No, 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 no. You know what I think I'm going to do? Sometimes I just got to open my mouth and shout the goodness of God. Sometimes I just got to lift my voice and shout something. I haven't come to preach to the negative. I haven't come to preach to the... I come to tell you, sometimes you just got to get your face in the right direction and say, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. God's going to give us the victory. Sometimes I just have to shout. Look at your neighbor and say, shout. Growing up... When, when the whole church took off dancing, we called it a shouting service. It's not a shouting service, that's a dancing service. Look at your neighbor and say, dancing service. I'm going to tell you why some of you aren't seeing the victory. Because you want to shout, but you won't. But you, you want to, but you won't. You feel to, but you won't. You're afraid somebody's going to laugh at you. You're afraid somebody's going to think you're out of line. Sort of like the blind man that was sick of being blind and he heard that Jesus was coming near and everybody else was in their little routine but not him because he was sick of being blind. That's who I come to preach to tonight. I'm sick of the prayer not being answered yet. I'm sick of my babies not being in church. I'm sick of my grandkids not here yet. I'm sick, I'm sick. I'm tired of the blindness. I'm tired of the curse. I'm tired. Sometimes I just have to shout. Sometimes I just have to lift my voice. You have to excuse me tonight. But sometimes I just got to get beyond myself and get desperate with him and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus. Well, he sure is exuberant tonight on a Wednesday. The Lord spoke to me today and he said, the reason you feel the way you feel is because you can feel what's around you, you just can't see the battle around you. That's what he told me. Holy Ghost visited me in my bedroom and told me to preach what I'm preaching tonight. You can feel the battle. You just can't see the battle. And that's why you're dealing with discouragement and frustrations because there's a battle trying to keep you from getting where God wants you to be. But the power of a shout is earth shattering. The power of a shout is like the stone that leaves the slingshot that hits the Goliath right between the eyes. The power of a shout is a no quit in me. I'm not stopping. I'm coming through everything that's in my way. I'm gonna be like a freight train coming down the track. You can't stop me from getting my miracle. That's who I come to preach to. Come on, anchor. I'm not settling for defeat. Uh, sometimes I just have to shout. It's Wednesday. It's when the dignified anchor saints show up. This is Bible study night. The Bible says they shh him. Try to silence his shout. You know why they try to silence his shout? Because they've never been blind for 30 years. They don't know what desper desperation is. 
when Eli walks into the temple and Hannah has lost her voice, I do not think she was whispering. I think she had shouted so much he thought she was drunk and she had lost her voice because she was tired of being barren and not able to have children and she got sick of it and said, I'm gonna call out to God until I lose my voice. But sometimes you gotta get desperate enough to shout and say, I'm not staying where I'm at. I wish there were some young adults, some mamas in the building that said, I'm not satisfied with my kids being unsaved. I'm not satisfied with empty altars. I'm not satisfied. Sometimes, I, I know it seems uncouth. I, 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 I realize it, it, it breaks methodologies. I, I realize it makes us look undignified. Sometimes it makes us look really just downright desperate. But if Zacchaeus will climb a tree and four buddies will tell a roof, tear the roof off because the house is too crowded to lower their impotent friend down to the feet of Jesus. I don't know what you call that to me. That's called desperation. And when blind Bartimaeus had heard that the miracle worker was coming by, he shouted, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. He was too tired of being blind while too close to the miracle. So when they tried to silence him, he cried even the louder. Jesus, the son of David, have mercy on me. And the Bible says he turned. Stop. Bring him here. Bring him here. Come on. Bring him here. When they came to him and said, the master has sent for you, everybody around him says, hold on, we, we've never seen this type of religion where people can get beyond themselves, where people can get desperation in religious circles. And he knew who he was even though he had never seen him. He had only heard of him by the hearing of the ear because how can you hear without a preacher? How can he preach except to be sent? He could hear. And when they said he sent for you, the Bible says that he took his blind beggar's garment off. It was a beggar's garment. He laid it down because he knew when the lay it down. He knew when the master sent for him, he was not going to be blind anymore. I'm too close to the promised land to turn back. I'm too close to the miracle. I'm too, I can see it with my eyes now. I can see, I can taste it. I can taste the milk and the honey. I can see the grape. I can see it. I can. 
He said, when you hear the trumpet sound, he said, when you hear the trumpet sound, lift your voice and shout, and the walls are gonna come down. And all of a sudden, 13 times, marching around the building, nothing happened. But when the desperation of a worshiper, when the desperation of a believer, when the desperation of somebody hungry for more than where they are, shouted, I said when they shouted. I said when they shouted. I wish there was a hungry mama would get out of your seat and run up here and shout. I wish there was a daddy. I wish there was a young person that would get out of your seat and say, I'm just sometimes I've got to shout. Sometimes I've got to lift my voice. I'm tired of being censored. I'm tired. Come on, come on apostolics. Come on believer. Sometimes I've got to lift my voice and shout. Come on, lift your voice and shout. Open up your mouth and shout. Open your mouth and shout. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.